Hello, and welcome back to Deja View, the show where we talk about films and their lasting impacts. I'm Sydney Brumfield. And I'm Therese Kniers. And today we will be talking about the 2019 film Portrait of a Lady on Fire, written and directed by Celine uh, Siama, I believe is how it is pronounced. Uh, apologies if it's not. Uh, this film follows painter Miriam as she is transported to the remote island of Bethany to paint the wedding portrait of Eloise. What neither of the two women are expecting is for this transaction to end with the two of them falling in love. What's your what was your initial thoughts when you when you watched this movie? I know it's been a been a many a rewatch for you. <laughs> just women. Just yeah. I, I love women mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> uh, I mean, first of all, I do think this film is so inherently feminine in the best way possible. Yes. And uh like, I love it at, like, my core. Uh, on a technical level, the lighting is gorgeous. Mm, yes. The framing, immaculate. Mm-hmm. The long takes are not only, like, impressive feats, but yeah. also just, like, pull you into this world. And I just think it's, like, visually captivating in so many ways. I think my favorite technical element is probably the silence used in the film. Yes. I didn't realize that until watching it this time around. It is such a quiet film, and I think it's utilized so well. Like, just constantly building and mounting the tension between Marianne and Eloise as, like, they grow in, like, their friendship and then Mm -hmm. grow in their, like, relationship together. Like, it's just always, always building towards something. And I just think it makes the music, there's only three times mm-hmm. music is used in the entire film. I know. And it just, it makes it, uh like, so, so impactful. So those, that's, like, a big, a big chunk of what I love about this film. Uh, what were your, like, initial reactions to it? Well, like, the same thing as you. Like, every shot, every pan, yeah. every time that they sprinkled music in there, to break up just endless silence yeah. was just so intense, but also like passionate yeah. and sensual and beautiful. And um, it, it's really like a remarkable feat of visual storytelling. That's, that's so well put. Uh, it's just, it's it's absolutely breathtaking, breathtaking to watch. Um, like even with the two hour runtime, like the pacing is perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. I can, I feel every emotion as they experience it. I watch every emotion process slowly through their face. The acting, the talent in this oh film. Oh my goodness. It's, it's really so beautiful. Like the silence is so like intended, so yeah. impactful. Yeah. And I feel like it also, this watch through, I didn't realize how loud the ocean was. Oh my god! Until every yes. time it got there, it's almost just like it swallows, like swallows yes. you as a viewer. You're just like almost surrounded by the sound of the ocean. It was just like oh, all encompassing, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I was watching this movie on my laptop on my floor nice. in my room. Peak conditions. Yeah, and my roommate was like, "What are you listening to? Ocean sounds? <laughs> what are you? What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, I'm watching the best movie. (laughs) (laughs) The best movie in the world. I'm having a religious experience right now. No, I was. I was having a religious experience, like, way too early into the film to justify. Um, It's justified. Oh, my goodness. The, the, oh, oh my, 
the part where Marianne, it's so in, like, it's so unimportant to, like, the point of the film, but it was very important to me. Which point? Was the part in the very beginning where um, after her journey to the island, she um, is, like, drying off, and she, like, gets, she's naked and sitting in front of the fire mm-hmm. smoking her pipe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I had to pause it and I and I like t- r- like dragged my roommate like she's like sitting on her bed doing her makeup I'm like I'm like look at this it's <laughs> look gorgeous. at this still yeah. and she's like yeah Therese that's really beautiful but like what kind of <laughs> what kind of <laughs> film is this and I was like I don't know yet it's only ten minutes in <laughs> and I'm gripping. obsessed <laughs> uh, it's so beautiful and stunning and like the dialogue in this yes it's kind of unfortunate that. You know, typically we edit into, you know, the episode, like, lines mm-hmm. of dialogue from the film. Right. And y- this film is entirely in French. But, I don't know, as, yes. as somebody who doesn't speak French, I didn't find it at all distracting. Like, I was I was engrossed in this film. And, like, ugh, some of the lines of dialogue, they made me cry. They made me scream. I was flustered. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think... My absolute favorite one is, uh, it's, like, before uh, Marianne and Eloise are, like, official. Right. But um, Eloise gets permission uh, to walk, like, by herself for the day. Right. Uh, And she goes to mass, and uh, she's asked how it was by Marianne, and she goes, in solitude, I felt the liberty you spoke of, but I also felt your absence. Oh. 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 Oh, I, I want someone like, to feel my absence. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm blushing at a movie. Liter- literally, <laughs> I just blushed saying that line. <laughs> I know, I watched you do it. <laughs> oh. oh, just, you're just gorgeous. Um, do you have a favorite scene, like, overall? Since you've, since you've seen it, how many times have you seen this movie? This was my fourth time watching wow. this movie. So. Wow. I love this film so, so much. I think, um, like, a film that uh, like this, I feel like I notice something new every time I watch it. Something that, despite watching it four times, has never lost its impact on me is the, the almost like bookends of the symphony that they use where it's the the two of them at the beginning at the piano that's the first or at the harpsichord excuse me yeah at the harpsichord come on now you don't know your (laughs) 1800s instruments where um marianne is trying to describe to eloise what hearing a symphony is like Mm because she's never heard it before and this is the first time we really see eloise like take in Marianne as a person like she's mm-hmm. looking at her not breaking eye contact like completely engrossed in everything she's mm-hmm. saying and you're like oh she loves her like like that's all it yes. is it's just pure love and then to watch at the end her sitting in the theater you know like by herself mm-hmm. watching the symphony play the exact song that Marianne had played for her like yes. a that performance is that performance the is best is insane like best acting performances oh I have ever seen in my life. Adele Hinnell, if I've mispronounced your name, sorry, phenomenal actor. I think uh-huh. one of the best actors in I've the ever industry seen. right now. Yes. Brilliant. Like, the amount of, like, subtleties and nuances that, like, she had to portray throughout, like, the entire film. Oh, right. Not just the scene. Yeah, but the scene. The scene. She goes through, oh, she goes through every emotion yeah. possible in, like, 
two minutes. Yeah. You watch, like... And it's it's a solid take. Again, one of those yes, long takes yes, we were talking yes. about. They don't cut away. They don't cut away. And, like, you're kind of, like... You also start going through this, like, these stages of grief with her because yeah. you can't look away. Like, yeah. you can't... Like, they're not going to cut to Marianne again. Like, no. you are looking at her and yeah. you are taking in everything. Because... Like, Marianne says in voiceover, like, yeah. Eloise does not look at her. No. So you don't get to look at her either. Yeah. You are you are Marianne yeah. staring at Eloise and knowing that, that she... the emotions she's experiencing are because of you, but she will not look at you. Literally, like... Oh. M- like... Oh, I got I just got goosebumps. Yeah, no. I I I got chills that entire end scene. Like from the moment that in voiceover she was like I saw her one last time, she did not see me. I, know. I was like, oh, oh. I know. And, and I then just... I I was like I, I was like a little puddle and then I see her like like scoot to the end and sit down and I think it's going to end yeah. and then it just oh. It starts playing the score. You're oh. like, "Oh my god. Oh my god." Uh like you see the actor go through grief like mourning mm-hmm. like heartbreak in that moment right to then at the end like she almost like appreciates the beauty in the music mm-hmm. but I don't like I think I read it also as like she remembers that like Marianne taught her what love is yes and like that's what I take away from that and I think it's the most beautiful scene like one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen ever it's, oh. Um, it's, it's so, it's so romantic. Yeah. The whole film is so romantic. Um. Do you have a favorite scene? Oh, I have so, listen, I have so much. (laughs) I have so many favorite scenes. Um, so my favorite scene, well, I have two. One of them is the one we just talked about. Which is the end orchestral scene because it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's insane, and I also think it's like one of the best acting performances I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I don't know why this film wasn't getting the recognition that other foreign films have gotten at the Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, probably because it's a lesbian movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think a layer of it is it's lesbian and in Hollywood's least favorite way where neither one of the two characters are objectified. <laughs> so what are we yeah. looking at the entire it's time? Like, it's not like lesbian where it's like, oh, one of the characters isn't a lesbian, but she's going to perform Formed. lesbianness yeah. because we think it's sexy. Yeah. And, and I also yeah. think the, the release time had so much to do with that. This was the, the last film I saw in theaters before uh, like the entire world went into lockdown for COVID. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, I mean, I... I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not a scientist. I don't, I don't know the numbers. I'm not a mathematician. But I do think, like, that probably yeah. had some sort of factor. No, no, that probably had some factor, too. But, but I, you know. I'm going to blame, I'm going to blame Hollywood hating lesbians. Because, I like that answer better. Yeah. Because I don't want to blame everything on COVID anymore. It makes me too sad. That's fair. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, yes. my favorite film, yes. my favorite scene from the film mm-hmm is where Marianne paints the recreation of <sighs> Sophie's abortion. Yeah. Oh my oh my god. So I didn't expect this film to take that turn at all. Um, yeah. it was a complete like out of left field kind of like sub story to ha- to explore their their uh, servant Sophie like needs to have an abortion and she yeah. goes through all these different uh, steps to do so, and uh, 
like okay so this film is obviously about women in romantic love yeah but i also think you and you kind of touched on this before i think this film altogether is just a celebration of women Mm -hmm. and their relationships with each other and how those bonds are unbreakable yeah amongst everything else Uh, yes snaps oh my goodness like uh, the relationship between Eloise and Marianne is beautiful and full of understanding, but the relationship that Marianne has with Sophie uh, is just so wonderful. And, like, the recreation of a moment that in at the time, like, when it was happening, like, Sophie was obviously very distraught and very upset and, like, physically upset at what was going on and, yeah. like, frustrated and, like, you watch her emotions as she goes through, like, this... Because it, it all happens in, like, a week and a half. Yeah. This, whole, this entire film. This whole film happens yeah. in, like, a week and a half. Um, and you watch her go through, like, these, like, two random weeks in her life. Like, like where everything is the same as it always is. Except um, she's also going to this random old woman's house. Yeah. So she can, like, have this abortion. And, like, she even says, like, she was waiting for Eloise's mom to leave, to leave so she could go through with yeah. everything that she needed to do. And uh, taking such a, like, deeply intense and deeply um, upsetting moment and memorializing it forever in a painting. Yeah. Um, but having it, like, be, like, the the beauty that they find in it yeah. is just is stunning is absolutely stunning i think it's also the way they handle the abortion in this film like it's yeah. an important layer of portrait of a lady on fire. like yeah it, it becomes really like the primary you know like driving factor for a lot of the actions of where they're going what they're doing for a period of time right the the actual scene of her getting abortion as somebody who had to suffer through uh the blonde movie that just came out oh my goodness oh my not, we don't have time to get into we that. don't we don't have time for the blonde movie i also didn't watch it because sydney sydney texted me and goes did you watch the blonde movie and i said no and she said good do not <laughs> the, the way that this film it's it's demystifying abortion it's yeah. it's not treading on like careful waters it's right. going this is what femininity is this is what this is exactly. what happened to people with uteruses at the time and mm-hmm. this is how they dealt with it and i think something a detail that they like roped into that to kind of portray that is the fact that there are children in the room while yes. it's happening it's not some sort of like it's not evil it's just completely normal yeah and completely okay and she'll be like sh- when the baby when the baby comforts her during that when she's crying crying and because that's the thing you know it's not it's not her saying i want to you know like and i think this was a part of the film that actually like got very political you know like queer queer films often are yeah but it's not the love story or the a plot that gets political it's this b plot with sophie where it's like you know she's not saying she doesn't want children she's not saying she wants to kill babies she's just saying you know i'm a servant in a house doesn't have the means to provide for a baby i didn't want to get pregnant i'm going to deal with this right and that's all it has to be yes and i I, like i think especially like like the way they handle it too it also works as like the double metaphor Mm. of like the life that you don't want yeah and like during that scene eloise like 
prods Marianne's like look. Look. Yeah. Like look at what is happening. Yeah. Because like I, I feel that. like I love oh, that. I feel like Eloise like Eloise is like more um is not as deeply connected to Sophie as Marianne is. Yeah. Which is interesting considering that like Eloise technically has known her longer. Yeah. But like but very really. very little like you know, yeah. like, they're not very involved with each other's lives. Yeah. But Sophie, Sophie in a lot of ways, like, has, even though she is a servant and, like, she doesn't have very much, like, she has all of the freedoms that Eloise will never have. Yeah. And, like, one of those freedoms is a right to her own life. Yep. And Eloise does not have that, will yeah. not have that. And, like, then that goes into, like, the symbolism of when... Um, when Marianne sees the portrait of oh. Eloise in the museum. In the gallery. In the gallery. And, and she's... Page 28 she, open. And she's sitting... She's there with the child. Yeah. And... I loved the order they show oh. it in. Because yeah. you, don't, you don't see the full painting You don't see the full painting it, at it, first. It shows... Because I love... They do this a lot in the film where they show Marianne's, like point of view basically on what yes. she's looking at yes so well done it's wonderful where they show her face yes then they show the child and like and i go then, oh, oh no. no and then then page 28, 28 i was like oh. oh and and it's like she like they left such a mark on each other's lives yeah like they like there is nothing that they didn't like like everything that they went through everything that they did together like is going to leave a mark on everything yeah like everything is marred now like painting for her is marred like yeah she thinks about like she, like Heloise is like Eloise is her muse yeah yeah in like the most literal of senses yeah and, like, you see how this impacts her being an art teacher, and you see how this impacts her um, trying to, like, navigate this gallery. Like, like she is for, like, she is going to keep her with her forever. Yeah. And Eloise, by keep having the portrait have page 28 open, was, like, her way of showing that like she will always keep Marianne with her too and it, it's just so beautiful. It's just gorgeous. I think something that's super interesting with the fact that you know Heloise is Marianne's muse uh-huh. is that this film has no objectification in it. Yes. When, when the entire plot is that Marianne for the first 40 minutes has to make sure Eloise doesn't know that she's there to paint her and paint right. her in secret like secret and is just observing her do you know how easy it would have been for it to just be the constant objectification of yeah, these two it would be, it would be so easy. I was honestly waiting for, and this is also probably because they have a female director. Which oh, is, yeah. Which Who's is brilliant. She also brilliant. did um, Petite Maman, if you saw that. Oh, oh, that's been, I've been wanting to yeah. see that forever. She, ugh, phenomenal since, filmmaker. Since I, because I saw the trailer for that before Coda, yeah. I believe, or yeah. maybe it was before... Oh, was it for the worst person in the no, world? No, maybe it was before the worst person in the world. Yeah. Um, or everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it was that one. Of, one. Yeah. Sorry, we're just name dropping <laughs> everyone's. F- they're like, oh my god, you guys are such film bros. <laughs> <laughs> like all the na- all the all films the we films. just dropped were horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this 
phenomenal. And like I think this film really highlights yes. that. You know, like they're they're instead focusing on eyes, yes. hands, ears. Ears Ugh. the ear monologue. The ear monologue. The ear monologue. I, I was gonna talk about the ear let please, me talk about the ear monologue. Let's talk about the ear monologue. She talks about the wonders of her ear for yeah. like two minutes. Yeah. It's so gay. <laughs> I like It's so gay. There's oh. no there's there's very little voiceover, very few and mm-hmm. far between voiceover in this film. And like um dialogue as well, like we've said. Very they, they utilize silence well. Yeah. So like when you have a voiceover, obviously it's for very important information. What is this very important information, you may ask? Ears. <laughs> it's just it's so it's so graceful. It's so yeah. tender. Like I think Marianne paints women as if she is creating new life. Yeah. Like she she has like the obvious care and delicate action when she's painting like the most generic, like yeah. unamazing features. Yeah. Like when and like the part where um uh Hel- Eloise it is being painted, and Marion's like, "Oh, can you like show your oh. neck more?" Oh. And Eloise is like, what? "Like you're trying to." You have my future husband you, in yeah, mind. Yeah, you have yeah. my future husband in mind. Yeah, and 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 Marion's like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> like she just really. looks at her, is like, mm, mm, "No." no. <laughs> <laughs> like she just she just like loves painting, but she also just loves Eloise and loves women. Yeah, and like adores how they are oh yeah it's just it's just beautiful like you can tell that that really influences how she paints what are your after having watched this for the first time like what are your takeaways from now having seen this film um so i'm a screenwriting major we're both screenwriting majors crazy which is super awesome but i don't know about you but i'm definitely using it as like a, a lesson in visual storytelling and like yeah. leaning away from dialogue heavy scripts and like in focusing on like heavy heavy subtext yeah. and the art of just like staring yeah they just they like stare romantically into each other's eyes so much yeah during this movie but I, different types of romantic stares yes different there's types so they're so nuanced <sighs> and like Mary Marianne observes her always as if she's art yeah as if Eloise is art because she is because she is they're they're also both really hot if you haven't seen this film if you uh. if you take away nothing else from this (laughs) podcast watch this movie because every character in it is hot if you take away nothing else Teresa and I are very queer we're very gay (laughs) we really like gay women in movies um I don't know like it was just it was just so so beautiful and i think like i think like it's really rare to see even like a lesbian film that has no men in it yeah and i think it was very intentional that they never showed eloise's betrothed yeah even after they were married mm-hmm. even when she was in the orchestra she's alone she's she's by herself yeah she's not with her family she's not she's by herself and like I wonder if she still finds liberty in her solitude. I was just about to say that. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's so ups- it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. It's so, but it's so good. Yeah. And like, you can like the 
it's so in, everything's so intentional. I just it made me feel like like I was in love with another woman on a French island. Yeah. Which is what I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what about you? What are your takeaways fourth time in? So this, this film, like, has a, such a huge meaning for me. Um, when I saw it in theaters, I hadn't come out yet. Right. And this was a film that, as a queer person watching it, I had this, like, huge revelation. Because, like, I hadn't even, there were no, like, gay people in my high school. There were, oh, there wow. were two people who were out and they were with each other. Like, oh, that wow. was it. So, like, I didn't, I didn't know I could be anything other than straight and like I for a while I just thought I was like sexually deviant like oh Mm. I'm attracted to women but like I'm just I'm just messed up like didn't and like I watched this film and I was like no I love women like like I love women and like it was Mm -hmm. so important for me to see this representation on a screen where it's like no like that's how I feel about women yes um that like it for me was so crucial in my, like, coming out and, like, Mm -hmm. accepting this part of myself Mm -hmm. that I will praise this film till the day I die. I think everybody should see it, regardless of your sexuality. I think it's so important. I I agree. Also, just, like, an incredible, like, doomed lover's love story, like, aside from the queerness. It's so so good. My takeaways (sighs) is that it's, like, a perfect film in my mm-hmm. heart and in yes. my brain, and it means so so much to me as an individual. Uh, so thank you for watching it and talking it, about it, it with was, me. It was so good. It's so it's just it's so good. I'm so glad. Like this has been on my watch list forever. It's like one of those like I feel like it's very quickly become a quintessential queer film. Yeah, very which is quickly. which is wonderful because yeah. it, it's amazing. Yeah. So um, it's nice. I just like. Like, to everyone who really likes Call Me By Your Name, don't like that movie. Watch Instead, watch this one. It has almost the same ending, yet it is better. Yeah. And and both characters are adults. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Which is wonderful. I don't even want to slander Call Me By Your Name. We're already... We already... This episode's already a little bit long. That's all right. So, <laughs> uh, what would you rate it quickly? Um... I would give it a nice four out of five. Yeah. Amazing to watch, visuals, everything, yeah. whole nine yards. But um, I would enjoy less gay suffering. I know. I, know. <laughs> I would. I these past two weeks have been a lot of I'm me s- crying on my floor. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> but okay, you know. I know. I give it a four and a half out of five because I can't give it a five because they don't end up together. Yeah, that's you know that's key. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I just want to watch one gay movie where they end up together, please. Uh, well, please. maybe next week. Maybe, maybe next week. <laughs> On that note, thank all of you so much for joining us. Yeah. Tune back in in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about more queer media. Bye, queers. Check out theithican.org for more interesting and creative content. You can listen to any of the Ithacan podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at theithican.org. Thank you guys so much. Bye.